Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast and this is an episode about the great holiday let crackdown. So there's two articles here that I'm just going to go through and this came from uh, the, the the good old Tory graph, uh, sorry Telegraph, the other day and there's two articles back to back. One's about holiday lets and the other one's about green mortgages which Mark Champ of War Financial has touched about or touched upon before. There's just two interesting articles that again as with anything, there's always going to be opportunity and the way that the papers are spinning it are quite interesting. So first off, the holiday let crackdown. So in a nutshell, and again, this is correct at the time of recording, the holiday let second homeowners in the south of England are uh, most at risk of higher tax bills and restrictions on guests after a government crackdown and resistance from locals in tourist hotspots. The glut of properties means investors in the region could face heavy losses. First of all, um, you're not going to be able to see the article in front of you like I can, but it does make me laugh that they put a photo of Whitby in there. Uh, last time I checked, Whitby was <laughs> definitely not uh, in, in the south of England. And understand uh, parts of Wales um, or possibly the whole of Wales, uh, their government are looking at similar things as well. Basically, what will or what is proposed uh, is or are that local authorities will be granted the power through double council tax bills on second homes not in use or let out for at least 70 days per year in bid to deter empty holiday homes in picturesque areas. Now, again, this is with anything that's got pros and cons. Let's just say that you are, you know, let's just say that for any some reason or another you become an accidental landlord. Or what happens if you become an accidental landlord? You know, you might inherit a home in, in Brighton, for example, and then you know you might decide to move abroad or you might decide to move to Manchester or wherever it may be. What happens then? Um, you know, are you then going to be forced to pay all these bills? Uh, are you then going to run, you know, that original home as buy-to-let investment, a service accommodation maybe? If you do that, are you then liable for... You know, council tax, business rates, you know, because that depends on, on the type of property and what's going on there. So, again, there's a lot to potentially work out. I would say that the challenge with local authorities doing this is that these are the same local authorities that are going to almost plead poverty because they're bending frivolously on things that don't you know need to be spent on. And at the same time, they're probably the same local authorities that are, are blaming a supply of homes but at the same time denying new homes being built so it's an absolute quagmire to be fair um this not just his article but this this idea as with anything as i've said before on the channel there's always going to be opportunities and there's always going to be ways to circumnavigate rules or circumvent the rules whatever the throat phrase may be and that involves working with your professional power team that involves working with tax accountant you know relative people you know brokers insurance etc etc all of that all of those things have to be taken into consideration uh the article go back to the article uh goes on a targeted crackdown has begun in hot spots uh, such as whitby and brian uh, which again makes me laugh because they focus the article in the south of england but for some reason we're including whitby but which is a very nice place by the way uh residents and councillors have voted to ban people buying new build properties as second homes in a bid to ease local housing crises going on in Essex as well in um, the seaside district of Tendring, Frinton-on-Sea, etc, etc, etc. People 
blaming investors. Investors have gone into overkill, making money in, in a staycation boom. But reading through it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, how many of these places, how, how many people can actually afford to get onto the housing market there? Now, I know people say, well, there's too many investors buying investment property, etc., etc. Okay, right. But if they, even if they weren't, what, what is the, you know, what are the numbers there? Doesn't, the article doesn't give us that. So I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate in this. Uh, apparently 13% of properties in the wider tendering uh, district uh, were second homes. Okay, that is what it is. Other places are popular places, Cornwall, North, North, North Norfolk. So uh, talking like Hunstanton, not necessarily Kingland, but that sort of, um, that sort of area. Bath, North East, Somerset. Yeah, all have a high percentage of second homes well, understandably if people can afford to buy homes people will buy homes uh, given the way that uh, inflation is at the moment house prices are at the moment in comparison to what people are actually earning um you know affordability probably day by day is, is going down so there's not really a simple answer to this this solution uh, i know people again will moan at supply but again these are the same local councils local authorities that might not necessarily grant planning permission for various um dumbass reasons so we've got to try and look at this from both angles and again the day it's nice to have a good old holiday in, in england uh, the article finalizes by talking about wales and scotland very quickly uh, apparently Gwynedd and wales and argyll argyll or argyll and butte in scotland i'm not sure how you pronounce that have the highest concentration of second homes in the uk 16.3 percent and 15.9 respectively uh, but the crackdown as such uh, in these countries has already begun so new planning rules coming into force in Wales means that councils are going to be able to cap the number of second homes in each area. Plans are also in place for statutory licensing or holiday lets and proposals for councils to be able to increase land transaction tax rates on second homes. And in Scotland, a registration scheme for second holiday for holiday lets begins in October. Uh, owners will need to apply for a license from the local authority. Uh, all owners in the country will require a license from July 2024 and operating without one will be a criminal offence. So you could argue it's just regulation overload or, you know, we must have, you know, we must find another way to punish anyone that wants to own their own home or people that want to run successful property businesses here in the UK. You know, it, it, it is what it is. It always seems to be landlords and homeowners that get the, the brunt of, or the thick end of the stick as such and there's nothing that beats a bit of bureaucracy and all those sorts of things but at the end of the day you know having large waves of empty homes in an area i imagine that's not necessarily great for for said area i get that people can afford buy second homes and they're paying their council tax and they're paying their bills etc etc and i don't see why we need to be over regulating this that's my personal uh, point of view now i live in brighton so i kind of understand what you know that tourism is like in the summer it's that it is absolute madness in the winter you get trickles of people but not as many of course as when the weather is really good obviously right on the south coast there so what's not to like that's interesting where 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 this article is coming from and potential changes uh, more changes to regulations coming in to the uk that's that article sec- second article and this is something we're going to speak to mark champ about again um there's been a surge in green mortgages to cut costs so homeowners and landlords flocked to green mortgages in a bid to escape soaring interest rates uh, because of the way that people want to react to inflation and what's going on at the moment. Uh, interest rates uh, have been increased by the Bank of England. Maybe they'll continue to increase. Maybe they won't. Uh, no one really knows. 
depends which economist you speak to, to be perfectly honest with you. But the number of borrowers searching for an eco-loan has quadrupled apparently since mortgages last year became more expensive. Now, that's interesting. So how do they work? As Mark has said before, the deals work by offering lower interest rates and almost incentives to property owners to improve energy efficiency of homes. Uh, some Apparently some banks will even offer an advance to pay for the work. So you might be looking at cavity wall insulation, external wall insulation, floor insulation, solar panels, air source heat pumps, those sorts of things. Uh, this is all part of the, the this drive towards homes having to have an EPC rating of a C by 2035. The landlord current plans to have newly let properties must have a minimum rating of a C by 2025 this is probably going to be a market that's going to grow uh, as as time goes on i know from doing various epc work at the moment a lot of people are applying for solar panels a lot of people are looking into the viability of of heat pumps as well from an epc software point of view and again this is where there's a bit of an issue and and people like or companies such as elmhurst and whatnot are dealing with the government and everyone in the background is that the software hasn't necessarily caught up yet. Now, what I mean, I'll give you an example. So um, a, a customer a while ago, and I'm not going to name names or, or where this customer was, customer changed from uh, a gas condensing combi boiler on mains gas, so your regular sort of boiler, so the sort of one that does your heating in the hot water. They changed from that over to an air source heat pump. And because of the way the UPC software is at the moment, yeah, uh, the energy rating actually went down for the home. And again, that's a software issue with with the EPC software and these are the things that need to be sorted out. There's no point popping an air source heat pump in and investing, and I use that term loosely, into an air source heat pump if that's just gonna at the moment decrease the rating. Now if you're not going from any heating system and you're putting an air source heat pump in, chances are your EPC rating is going to increase. But at this customer, it actually gone the other way. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out in in the background there. But what we'll what we will do is we'll speak to Mark uh, in due course about green mortgages. We'll, we'll touch base with him again. See if we can get someone on the on the show to to go even more in depth, and maybe get someone from the lenders to go even more in depth about green mortgages moving forward. Uh, so that's that episode. So uh, just to recap, so the great holiday let crackdown begins. Pros and cons, uh, and always opportunities with this. But the article is pretty much saying that councils. Local authorities are going to have carte blanche on uh, charging double council tax bills, uh, possibly other things as well. Uh, rules are slightly different in Wales and Scotland. Um, they've got their own rules in place and the working of rules at the moment. And then the second article there, uh, a surge in green mortgages in order to cut costs of the mortgage, predominantly the interest rates as well. I will speak to Mark again in due course. Look to get some more information on green mortgages, see if we get a lender on and chat about that. Till next time, uh, hasta luego, and a massive thank you for continuing to support the podcast. We hope that you go and check out the Patreon page as well, help keep the podcast running. Yeah, hasta luego.